woke up to a couple of texts from some of my friends asking if I'm putting out an episode this week. And I said, of course, I will be putting out an episode every single week. Now, last week, I talked about me trying to figure out which day would be the perfect day for me to be putting out my episodes. I thought Monday would be a good day because I would have Sunday to myself. I would take time to plan out my week and then wake up on Monday morning and record the episode and post it. But after this weekend, I am realizing that that's not going to work because I live around my family. Sunday would most probably be spent with them. So then I would have to take Monday as my personal day off and prepare for the entire week. Wake up on Tuesday, record the episode and post it. Now, you might be thinking, why not just record the episode two or three days before? It's simply because I think I just might have ADHD. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. This is not 100% confirmed. It was a very random TikTok video I watched and this lady was talking about symptoms of ADHD. And I watched a bunch more videos just because I got interested because like the things they were saying I could relate. So I'm like, hold up. I have ADHD? What? No. I was a shock. Of course, not all the symptoms apply to me. But the fact that I could relate to some of the symptoms, I'm like, no. No way. There is no way I have ADHD. I'm still doing more research on it. But this one symptom stood out for me. This lady said, People with ADHD generally come off as very lazy people or procrastinators. But the thing is, their brains just don't give a shit about the task, right? Whatever it is that the person is supposed to be doing, of course they can do it, but they just don't want to. Which is weird because sometimes there are some activities that you are super hyper-focused on and they get you so excited but then other things just are not interesting to do and i thought well obviously yeah you know like definitely there are things that would make sense as a human that there are things that you would generally like doing and then there are things that you just don't like doing right just don't have the energy to do it i thought that made sense (laughs) but then apparently not so much People with ADHD find some things to be just generally not interesting to do and other things they are super hyper-focused on. And that's why they come off as lazy people. So apparently, it becomes so much easier for somebody with ADHD to do something when it is attached to a dopamine rush. And that made so much sense to me. Because I never push myself to do things. I really, really don't. But when I finally do what I'm supposed to be doing, it made sense that it was always followed by a dopamine rush. 
I mean, I didn't realize it. But now that I think about it, I'm like, that makes so much sense. Let's say um, I had dishes. I, I made dinner last night and I just said it. I'm just too lazy to do the dishes. I'm going to do them in the morning. In the, I wake up in the morning and probably somebody's going to come visit me. That is the time I'm going to choose to, 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 to do the dishes. Right? Or if I have um, an assignment that I need to complete. And I have like four days to do it. I'm not going to do it at the beginning of those four days. I'm going to do it at the end of those four days. I was having a conversation with a pilot of mine. And I was telling him. I have a report to do from work. Right? But I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to do it like probably a day before I'm actually supposed to be submitting the report. And he was like, no, you shouldn't do that. You need to do it now just in case anything happens in the next couple of days. You would have already done the report. And I'm thinking that's not how my brain works. I'm not just sitting here thinking just in case something happens. Let me just do this report now and so that I'll be prepared. It, it doesn't work like that. I mean, sometimes it would. I'm not saying 100%. I do everything at the very last minute. But when it comes to routine tasks, right? This is my job. I do reports on like routinely, right? Like I've been doing this for a while now. It has become a routine. It gets boring. It just does not interest me anymore. So when I do it at the very last minute, that's when I get a rush. I have this one day I am hyper focused i do that report with zero interruptions and i finish it and i send it and i'm happy and i've done a good job and that is it i really used to think that i'm probably just lazy or i'm just a procrastinator but it turns out i'm not so with this new knowledge i think i'm going to be able to now have a creator routine i've been trying to create a routine for myself and it's just not been working out for me and it's probably because my brain just does not find it interesting random things random activities get me excited so for me to have a routine i have to attach it to some sort of dopamine hit for me to stick to it Um, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I don't have to be so hard on myself anymore. I'm not a procrastinator. I'm not a lazy person. I just need to find a different way to do things that my brain would be fine with and wouldn't work against me. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Drinks and Banter podcast. I am your host, Lorene Comfort, and I am so happy for this day. I am so grateful that I am in my own house. I actually have an update. So my mom has not been in Nairobi. She came back um, last week. She's going to be in Nairobi for probably a month or two. And she had not gotten the opportunity to come and see my house. Right. So 
she comes over she sees my place she loves the place she is actually very impressed and she she was so surprised to see me very seriously and very comfortably taking this new step in my life and she just randomly got me a fridge and a microwave just randomly this is not something that she told even my dad did know this she just randomly bought me this past weekend and um i was surprised obviously and so grateful so 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 grateful for that my sister was telling me that she was worried about me you know she's just there thinking that i've moved out i have my own apartment and she's thinking like a mom she's like i need people to buy food in bulk and store it so that i don't have to you know buy food every single day i mean grains obviously i can buy in bulk but like tomatoes um greens these are, these are things that i can't buy in bulk i have to buy them in small quantities because i don't want them to go bad i don't have anywhere to preserve them so then she got me a fridge so i can buy food in bulk and i'm like only a mother would think of that i don't think my dad would have thought of that <laughs> not really only a mother would think about that and i'm so happy i was so grateful so my sister was telling me how she's just constantly worried about me now she's worried about the fact that i don't have seats and i'm here thinking i'm actually happy mom you know i had already been prepared by my cousins who'd moved out before me and some of my friends who also moved out before me and you know they had all mentally prepared me and told me how everything's just going to fall into place. Everything's going to work out. Don't really rush yourself. Don't feel bad about not having everything in the house all at the same time. Right? So I have been chilling here happy. I'm just like, I, I, I'm, I'm at peace. I have my own place. I wake up every single morning. I get to do my own things. No questions asked. That's really all I cared about. I have food. I have Wi-Fi in the house. I have electricity and water. I'm fine, right? But my mom, my mom is not fine. She is really worried about me and it's understandable. I would also be worried if my child moved out and I go over to their place and they just don't have anything. I'll be like, oh my God, how is my baby surviving? It makes so much sense. I would honestly say I never really expected this from my parents. Like this level of concern. You know, I just felt like the last conversation we had was about me moving out so I can learn how to be independent. So I really thought that I would have to figure this all of this out by myself. Right? I... There was, um, there was a guy who told me that now that I've moved out, I shouldn't ask my parents for anything. Like, I shouldn't even tell them that I'm struggling, that I don't have money and stuff like that. And I'm like, what? Ain't no way. This is exactly why I'm, I didn't move very far away from home. Because this, this is my first time and I'm still trying to figure out what, what. I'm not going to not ask for help. 
no way. I mean, I wouldn't blatantly go and tell my dad I want a 65-inch TV. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but if they buy it for me, that's fine. But if I don't have anything to eat, I'm going to go home and do shopping. All right? That's the same thing I did when I was in uni. And I was living by myself um, in the student apartments. I go visit my parents. I'm coming back with shopping. I am raiding that fridge a hundred percent and nothing has changed <laughs> and my mom doing this for me honestly just affirmed that for me i i do understand that you know i think this is mostly especially with guys guys are the ones who move out and they do not get to be able to ask for help Unless probably it's too much, you probably have to move back home. But as long as you're in your own, like in your own house, you don't get that opportunity. Because a lot of these advices that I get that are like this, that you can't ask for anything, are mostly from guys. But me as a girl, that doesn't make sense to me. I am still your child. You're still gonna take care of me until I am fully able to take care of myself, right? But also. I am also trying to take care of myself as well. And if they decide to help me, yes, I am taking the help. So now my living room has a fridge and a microwave and a mattress. It has a seat for people who would, wouldn't mind sitting all the way down and like two big pillows as well. And that's it. That's it. That's the entirety of my living room right now. But like I said, I'm not stressed out about this. Every single morning I wake up, I'm just grateful for everything I have. One thing I learned when I was doing my research into how manifestations really work, you know, this whole manifesting, manifesting probably started in 2020 right and you know this book the secret blew up everyone was reading this book and stuff like that so since then i've been doing so much research on what manifestation is all about and one thing that has stood out for me is for manifestations to actually work for you you need to have you it it has to start from your mind you can't have like a negative mindset when you're trying to manifest something into your life right you you need to work on yourself as a person to get to a point where let's say if you you want a car or you want a bigger house or you want money the person that you are needs to already Start feeling like you have the car, you have the money, you have the big house. And this never made sense to me until one time. Um, I think this is actually earlier this year. So I was on vacation um, in Masai Mara. And I was having a very shitty time. Like, I was not enjoying myself. 
this is like the first night i was not enjoying myself i was super super pissed i i was okay i was pissed because the person i was dating at the time was doing all the wrong things and i was mad i felt like i'm just going to strangle this person and then the following day i woke up I looked at the environment, the surrounding that I was in, how everything was just so nice and peaceful. And I didn't have to wake up in the morning to do dishes or clean the house. Or, I, you know, I didn't have to worry about doing reports from work. Like I was literally just meant to chill. And I told myself, listen, you have spent the, the past couple of months talking about how you just need to take a break. You know, you need... Did you go outside Nairobi and just enjoy the green scenery, just being around nature and just waking up to a, you know, a buffet out there and just have nothing to do. Just relax, baby girl. Just relax. This is what you wanted and you have it and you're not even enjoying this. Are you crazy? Right? I told myself, you know what? No, I am not going to allow this person to annoy me or ruin my vacation i'm going to enjoy myself 100 percent. but at the same time it clicked i right this is what i wanted i wanted to be on vacation i wanted to go on vacation i wanted to have time to relax right and i finally got it but i still wasn't happy and i'm like oh so this makes sense now You might really, really want to have something so bad that when you finally get it, you might not even notice it because internally you're not happy, right? Waiting for something to happen or somebody to come into your life for you to be happy does not make sense. You have to already be happy. That way, when you finally get what you've been manifesting for, it just makes sense. You know, you enjoy it even more i'm like right you know like i had been waiting to move out i had been waiting to move out so bad so bad and then when i finally did i was excited for like the first two days but then the loneliness that comes with it set in and i was like this was not everything i expected it to be Right, But then I had to remind myself that the happiness should come from me. It doesn't matter where I am at. I should always find a way to be happy. And then literally everything that I want to have will just be natural for me. You know, it it, it would feel like I, I actually deserve to have whatever it is that I want because I already embody what I want. I really hope that makes sense. So be happy. Be happy. Whatever is happening, find a way to be happy. And all the things that you're manifesting for will just naturally come. They will the the same way you're trying to attract these things is the same way they're also attracted to you right today i wanted to talk about something that 
hit me when I was having a conversation with a pal of mine last week. He, after listening to my episode, he called me and was trying to give me feedback about the episode, right? And I had predominantly talked about the fact that at that time, I really did not have any money, honey. I had like less than $5. And I was still okay. I was still happy. You know, I wasn't pissed about it. I wasn't feeling shitty about it. So when he was calling me, he was trying to give me advice, telling me how now that I finally moved out, I need to realize that I am solely responsible for myself. I need to find a way to take care of myself, right? And he started talking about how at this stage in my life, I cannot serve two masters. I need to decide if I want to be in love or if I want to make money. I can't be in love and make money at the same time, which I think is actually very true. Right? So right now, my sole focus should be making money. I have no problem with that. Right? It's what he said after this that had me thinking. He said, I need to forget my family. I need to forget my siblings. I need to forget about my cousins. You know, everybody is out there for themselves. I need to focus on making my money. Right? It's like essentially just bring out my beast mode and and just going all in and um i i i did not interrupt his thought process i did not um quarrel him i didn't say anything i let him finish his thought and i said okay cool and i i sat down and i really thought about this because what he was saying conflicts is, is, is conflicting with my current reality, the, the person that I am right now, right? I, I have been taking time off from relationships to so I have been single for four years now. The last serious relationship I was in was in 2020 i have dated in between right but i'm still very much single my singleness journey started with me purposely just deciding not to date i really wanted to heal my heart figure out exactly who i am because i really didn't know who i was i wanted to take time and just find out who I was by myself. Because I had realized that I had attached my identity to being in a relationship. I felt like without being in a relationship, I wouldn't be able to function properly. I needed somebody to be constantly telling I love you. Somebody to wake up and check up on me. Somebody to give me attention. You know, somebody that I could call my own. I was in a relationship for all the wrong reasons, honestly. So I did therapy in 2020. And this is what triggered my personal growth journey. I 
finally found somebody who was able to explain who I was, why I did the, the things I did, you know, the why I think, the way I think, why I felt, the way I felt about things. And this was because this lady took her time to listen to me. She she literally just told me to tell her as much as I could remember everything about myself. The things that I felt like really, really hurt me. And she would be there taking notes. And after I was done, we would sit back and now she would explain things to me. Explain an event to me. You know, make me see things from a different perspective. And it really worked. Because a lot of the childhood trauma that I had, had been manifesting as dreams for a very long time. Like I literally had the same dream for close to 10 years. I would have like a different dream once in a very long time. And I probably wouldn't remember a lot of it. But... There was this one specific dream that I had every single night or like the nights I would remember my dreams. But like for so many years, way too many, after this therapy session, it changed. I started having different kinds of dreams. Of course, they're still weird. I don't think I ever had a dream that made sense, but the the same dream that i used to have it turned out that it was a traumatic event that happened to me you know from childhood and this is something i was carrying with me for so long right so after being able to reconcile with my inner child telling her listen you can now rest right i will take over from here Thanking my inner child for surviving every single thing that I went through as a child. That now this adult is alive and is functioning properly. You know, now let this adult take over. And since then, I don't even think about my childhood that much. I realized I had been predominantly living life in the past. I was constantly thinking about my childhood and I did not know that that was not normal I was not living life I was constantly just getting hurt from literally just thinking about something that happened to me in the past would hurt me now but it doesn't happen anymore when I think about my childhood like the things in my childhood that used to trigger me when I think about those things now they don't do they have no effect on me I'm just like that was then. I'm a better person now. I'm happy. So after that, I just got really interested to get to know myself better and get to learn the things that I like, things that I didn't like and stuff like that. In between, I was dating, finding out the things that I also liked and dating the things that I didn't like as well. And the, the I could say I have learned so many things, right? But the biggest thing is what I want us to talk about today. The biggest thing that gave me self-esteem is the fact that I have a community around me. 
yes it is good to take time off separate yourself from everyone and just work on yourself but also having a community around you is amazing right so i have a very strong relationship with my siblings right this is where all of this started from because 2020 we were there all in the house with our families no one is going anywhere so we're constantly in each other's business 24 7 for like eight to nine months that is enough to drive anyone crazy okay it drove me crazy but also at the same time it just drew me closer to my siblings right and we got to a point where we are openly having conversations we are we're able to hang out we're able to laugh we're able to make jokes and that never really happened before because i went to a growing up i was in a different school from my sibling my siblings went to school together I was the only sibling that went to my own schools, right? So being in boarding school as well, I it's like I finally got to meet my siblings now properly after I finished school, right? So I got closer to my siblings. And now on my mom's side, we have a group of cousins. Um, I could say we're like the middle-aged cousins you're not like the younger cousins or not the older cousins but the our cousins like the middle age that's how i'd best describe it we came together we're like six of us we came together and we started hanging out We'd, we even had a youtube channel called skang i think on instagram or skang vibes we did a couple of videos um but then we just stopped recording because we're just having way too much fun to be recording things <laughs> So we got really close, started getting to know each other, started opening up to each other and realizing that there is so much love that we had for each other. Because when we were growing up, we did not have that. Yo, we would have family gatherings and it would be so lit. It would be so, so lit. And at the end, we'd be like, so sad, so sad that this has to come to an end. I'm like, can I go sleep over at, you know, Nanny's place? Can I go sleep over? And it was always a no. Oh my God. We were never allowed to have sleepovers. And we didn't understand why. We're thinking, this is your sister. I'm going to sleep at your sister's house. Why am I not allowed to go chill with my cousin? Like, it did not make sense. Every family gathering at the end of every every family gathering it was always a hustle it got to a point where our moms would be like do not ask me to let you go sleep somewhere else we're going to go back home (laughs) like you would get a warning before you got to the family gathering it was crazy but now growing up we're probably thinking that maybe they just had beef with each other you know, I mean, right now everything is okay. Obviously, they're family. Um, but at that time, growing up, if you know your mom said no, it's probably because she had beef with the sister at the time, and they just didn't want to fuck with her like that. So it's understandable. I'm like, it's fine, that's fine. So as adults now, we had to take the initiative as cousins to hang out, 
right and then that's when we formed this new bond and it just grew stronger and stronger and stronger because we always just wanted to be around each other i think it is the most amazing feeling to find out that you can actually get good vibes from your own family right and that was such a big healing moment for me that i didn't even realize i needed the fact that my cousin is just a phone call away for literally anything and we have gotten to a point where we actually know each other's characteristics you know we know if this one acts like this this is what's happening this one makes a phone call at this time this is probably what's happening like we know each other when we're sober when we're not sober we know each other and we're always taking care of each other right we know who to look out for when we go out you know there's there's the the one who's probably going to be really hot tempered if something goes wrong there's the one who's going to be hungry i'm the one who's social social uh, uh, what is it social meter goes down really quickly i am not the kind of person who's probably going to be out to like three, four, five in the morning as no from one i am already done i'm like let's go home guys let us go home and my cousins really don't mind dropping me off at my place and then going back to party they really don't mind doing that this is why i can't go out with just anyone because they need to understand that i'm not gonna be there for you guys till like five in the morning it's, it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen right so having people in my life who accept me the way i am changed my whole perspective on everything i stopped trying to be perfect trying to be too nice trying to be this and that for just anyone that came into my life right because i just felt like i have people who love me a hundred percent just the way i am nobody's asking me to change nobody's asking me to become a better person to become a different person nobody i'm like this is the most amazing feeling in the world right and we started reaching out to our other cousins right now the older cousins and our younger cousins right our older cousins were very shocked because when they were growing up they just did their own thing right everybody finished school and just went to a different part of the world or different part of the country it just never met so when we started inviting our older cousins they were really really shocked they're like oh my god you guys it never hit us to do this you know there's a cousin of ours like i never expected to receive so much love from my own family this is new and i was like this is so amazing Right? I started reaching out to our younger cousins and letting them know that we got you. Okay? Anything that you need, ask. Right? They're still in school. They're still under the care of their parents. There are some things that they would be going through that they really can't tell their parents. But knowing that you have an older cousin that you can reach out to, I think that's pretty cool. Right? We have a cousin who lost his laptop and he really really needed a laptop because he's in uni right now he needs a laptop right and he just reached out to us and we were like yeah we have an extra laptop come and get it and he was in shock 
<laughs> saying, oh my God, I never really thought that opening up would actually result in me getting a solution. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. We are here for you, all of you guys, right? And I think that's the most amazing feeling in the world. Having people in your circle, in your family, that could come through for you any time. People who accept you exactly the way you are. Because 100%, the world out here is rough. Oh my God, it is so rough. And I think that is the one thing when I started now seriously adulting. Because I, I have to say, I don't think I started adulting when I was 18. That is just for legal reasons, okay? For legal reasons, as an 18-year-old, I'm an adult. But I don't think I actually started adulting until maybe when I was 25. If I was just honest about this. If I think about myself in my early 20s, there is no way I could call that adulting. There is just absolutely no way, right? So when reality finally set in and I started actually understanding how adulting was, it broke my heart. It just felt like nothing made sense. Why are these people like this? You know, I was so frustrated. And that was the time in my life. That was also around the time in my life when my parents were asking me, what do you want to do with your life? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to do with my life? Have you seen this life? There is nothing to do. Like the things I would want to do with my life don't seem to be making sense in this reality. Just nothing makes sense. I am looking at how adulting looks like and it it, it, it just feels like it's not for me. It's not for me. No way. So I was really, really frustrated. That's actually how I started doing this podcast. This podcast was an outlet for a very frustrated person, okay? I I, I did not want to subscribe to adulting. It, it, it just felt wrong, right? Now, I am at a point where I, I get it, you know? I have started understanding why things are the way they are, why, you know, adulting feels like a whole different world from childhood you know it honestly doesn't make sense the break in you see how every single stage in life goes like from childhood to adulthood from primary to high school to uni i don't get why it always has to be like a shock Right? From primary, you go to high school and there's like a whole different environment and it shocks you. Right? I think going to uni is it's an even bigger shock. Everything is so different from like high school. Same thing with childhood and adulting. It's just like a shock. I don't understand why you have to be shocked. That initial shock honestly puts you off balance. And so that's where I was. I was just not able to find my footing anywhere but now 
I am actually very calm about adulting. I've gotten to a point where, yes, I do want to learn from different adults as much as possible, but I have also learned to take advices that work for me, right? And this is why the advice that my friend was giving me yesterday just was not resonating with me, right? And recently, this literally happened now that I have finally moved out. I realized that when I was at home, constantly fighting with my parents, especially with my dad, I was constantly fighting with my dad and feeling like he is just breaking my heart. This man just does not give a shit about me. He's constantly doing things that just break my heart. What is wrong with him? Right? The more I felt like that about my dad, the more I just felt like I don't see myself wanting to be with any man. Or if I did, I realized that I was I was attracting a very weird caliber of men. You know, there's a certain way I desire, like a certain way I would want to be take like treated or like taken seriously or something. But then, you know, the, the caliber of men that I was attracting was just not it. And I was wondering what is wrong. This is obviously my fault. There is something about me that does not make sense because I'm the one attracting these people. So what about me is making me attract these people, right? Now that I have moved out, and honestly, it's been a month, but my relationship with my parents has been amazing. Just going home to chill with them and just making fun and all of that has changed so much in me. I can genuinely see that my parents actually do care about me, right? We are only fighting because I want to live my life in a certain way, and they're old school. They feel like as long as you're under my roof, you are under my rules. That rule still applies. It does not matter how old you are. <laughs> so, of course, they want me to do things differently. Yeah? So, we are constantly at each other's throats. But now... Just my mom simply sitting down and thinking, oh my God, my daughter needs this in her house. You know, and she just gets up and goes to get it. Like she she didn't think twice about it. Right? Right now, my dad, I talked on my last episode, I just, I talked about how my dad just randomly calls me. I'm like, these people genuinely care about me. Right? And the more I feel good about my relationship with my parents, and especially my dad, the more it's like it's changing how I think about myself as well right because I think I was attaching that negativity to the person that I was you know I wasn't feeling good about myself I wasn't feeling like I deserved better I wasn't feeling like you know any man would treat me good because I felt like my dad was being shitty to me all the time But that's not the case. If I actually sit down and think about the advices that he was trying to give me, but in form of lectures, it makes sense. I saw a TikTok, some guy was saying, now that he's all grown up and he's thinking about the things that his mom used to tell him, they make sense. It's just the way she said it that made it seem like she's being an asshole. 
And I'm like, same. Actually, if I just took the time to listen to what he was trying to say, he was not trying to be mean to me. He was actually being very sincerely considerate over me. He genuinely cares about me, right? So now I feel so good about myself. I am sitting here, I'm thinking about literally everything that my dad has ever done for me. And I have never had any man do those things for me, right? As his firstborn child, he has been saying that he has spent the most money on me out of all his children. And I can honestly say that is true, right? My birthday was in July. Celebrated my birthday in July. My brother's birthday was in August. I celebrated my birthday again in August with my with my with my brother. And he my dad mentioned the fact that he never really knew what birthdays were until I was born. And they used to do birthdays for me three times a year. I don't get why they used to do that, but it makes sense now. When I look at old photo albums there are so many birthdays like my birthdays there are so many birthdays because it's a different cake it's a different outfit they're different people i'm like what but when i look at myself i'm around the same age so now it makes sense that i had so many three birthdays in a year Oh my God. So the way I feel about myself now, honestly, it is the biggest self-esteem boost I have ever felt. Ever. I am literally my father's daughter and I will not forget that. Anyone who comes into my life, I would just be looking at them like, do I look like, do you look like somebody who I can actually introduce to my dad? No. The same way my dad treats me, does this person have the ability to do that for me as well? You know? No? I'm out. And I started realizing just how deep daddy issues are. Everybody's been talking about daddy issues, but I never really understood what it meant or like what that looked like until now. A hundred percent. If anyone has daddy issues or mommy issues, it definitely affects their quality of life, how they look at themselves and the kind of what they attract but that's a topic for a whole other day my point today was having my friend tell me that i need to forget about my family forget about my siblings forget about um my my cousins and focus on myself and just be full-on beast mode and, and just go out there and get the money does not make sense to me but i understand where my friend is coming from right he had to make it out on his own not necessarily saying that his immediate family was not there for him but his biggest problem was his cousins now right how his relatives started reaching out to him once he made it big and how is this this big celebrity and this is when people this people are you know trying to identify themselves with him I get that. I really do. But also, 
The thing is, it probably never occurred to them, right? You're there living your life. You have your own struggles. They are also there living their life. They also have their own struggles, right? It do- it would not make sense, especially now getting to see this from now my older cousins, right? So my friend, I could say he's also part of the generation, like the same age as my older cousins. It just never clicked to them that they should be hanging out, that they should be together. It never clicked. Until we, the middle generation cousins, reached out and be like, yo, you want to hang out? Right? Now they would just randomly call you and be like, yo, we haven't seen each other for a while. When are you coming to visit me? You haven't seen my babies, you know? Come chill with my kids. So, I get where my friend is coming from, right? He had to make it out on his own. And now he is feeling like, That's the only way to be successful. Forget about everyone else and do your own thing. You can't do that, right? Life happens. What if you come back down? Who is going to cut you when you fall? If you want to make it to the top by yourself, who is going to cut you when you fall? Another thing about having a community around you is... The, the pressure to have that one person be your everything is significantly reduced. Significantly. Let me read um, the, the full version of blood is, thicker than, blood is thicker than water, right? Growing up, all of us, we just assumed that that's, you know, that's the whole quote, blood is thicker than water. But again, from TikTok, I found out that the full quote actually says, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Essentially meaning chosen bonds are more significant than the bonds with family or water of the womb. Right? So let's say you come from a toxic family, right? And you really cannot reconcile with those people. Go out there and choose your own family. Find your own community. Surround yourself with people who care about you. People who love you. So that you're not out here thinking, my girlfriend is going to be my everything. My girlfriend will be my peace. My girlfriend will do this for me. My boyfriend would be my everything. We don't have to put all that pressure on one person because you're already surrounded by people who are giving you literally everything you need. And I think women are better at doing this than men, just having a community around them. Because a lot of the advice I get from men, it's always just about them. It always feels like it's them against the world. And I think that's really sad. We all need each other at some point. We can't do it all alone, you know? You have a circle of friends. If you want to go out, you know who to go out with. If you want somebody to listen to you know who to call if you want somebody to just you know give you attention you have that person if you want somebody to come through for you for something to help you out with something you know who to call you have different people in your life for different things you don't have to put all of these things in one person 
that's honestly the most amazing thing that happened to me all that pressure that i used to feel especially as a firstborn child i constantly felt like i needed to have it all figured out i don't feel like that anymore i really don't right i am able to be there for the people that i need to be there for effectively but also knowing that i have people in my life who can be there for me as well there are different people i can call for different things i don't have to find everything in one person so by the time i probably decide now i'm ready to be in a serious relationship this person is going to have to come into my community of people see how i am treated and taken care of in my community and decide either if they want to step up and follow suit you know and also treat me the same way and if it's too much you can leave you can honestly just leave <laughs> cuz this is a standard right here that's also another thing there's a set standard already you don't even have to tell the person i need you to do this i need to be like that no just come out just come hang out with me and my people you know if i want to go out on dates I can literally call my cousins and like let's go on let's go for brunch. I want to go out, I know who to call. You know, I'm not waiting for a boyfriend to come and bring me flowers. I can get that from the people in my circle already. Or I can be going to go give out flowers and like here, I'm not going to wait for I don't know who to to start gifting people. Like make it our like a routine sometimes already in your life. When this person comes into your life, it's the things that you want for yourself in your relationships, you already have them. So you don't have to spend so much time trying to explain things to this person. They can just say this is how you live your life and they follow suit. I'm definitely going to have a conversation with this friend of mine, right? And I'll be there for him as much as I can obviously and also just get to hear him out some more and see you know if we can come to our middle ground on this whole thing cuz right now we are on very very opposite ends of this conversation that said i am going to end this conversation here very very much i very very much enjoyed recording this I am happy to always be able to talk about the things that I am experiencing the things that I am learning and putting it out there and I'm definitely going to keep doing this every single week I'm going to be putting out the episodes on Tuesdays now and I found out that you can actually comment on the episodes on Spotify I haven't checked the other apps yet, but on Spotify you can actually comment. And I think that's pretty cool. So leave a comment on this episode, let me know what you think, and I will see you guys next week. Also don't forget to follow at the Drinks and Banter podcast on Instagram. Have a fantastic week ahead.